You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. You guys know I like to start off with a quote, and um, and then we introduce the guests, and then we just have a genuine conversation about what's going on in their lives. How can they impart wisdom and knowledge on our audience? And so it's been really good, man. I think we're going north of 60, 70 episodes. We've had some really good traction, organic traction. So I think that's always important. So quote is, let no one discourage your ambitious attitude. You don't need a fan club to achieve your goals. Just be your own motivation. So that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, at the end of the day, as real estate entrepreneurs, we have to pursue things when people think we shouldn't. We have to dream when people don't think we should. And we have to set goals that people think are not accomplishable. So I have a guest today, Jennifer Weiner from Waitress and Teen Mom to CEO of a $200 million real estate team. Jennifer Weiner has learned the hard way. Now it's her passion to help other agents embrace the power of leverage and create their extraordinary business without losing their minds. Welcome her to the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love, I love quotes and uh, I love quotes and I love that you talk about dreams because it's a, crazy that we live in a world that scientifically after the age of 30, most people stop believing in their dreams. And yet we know even Colonel Sanders started at 65. Warren Buffett made everything, you know, made all of his money after the age of 60. So it's never too late to stop. Like those childhood dreams, those dreams you have, those dreams you might not even know of. It's like dream big. You know, we live in the times of Elon Musk, man. If you can't be inspired now, we're going to Mars. So it's exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. So tell us your story. How did you become a real estate entrepreneur? Because uh, obviously that's our podcast. We have realtors, we have investors, we have developers, we have real estate tech people. But we, at the end of the day, we're all real estate entrepreneurs. So in a couple of sentences, tell me your story and how you got into real estate. Yeah. Well, gosh, that goes deep. No, I grew up half redneck, half half ghetto. Um, I love my home state, but Riverside and Norco, I grew up like um on like dirt land when my when I was with my dad and crashed a motorcycle in the sixth grade and lived in the judgmental university that I uh, attended with my mom. You know, I love my mom, but uh, it was very restrictive. And if anything I ever wanted, it was freedom. And, you know, I remember when I got my first car and it was like this beat up Datsun. It's like, it's like I always wanted nice things <laughs> because I never had them. But uh, I also remember finding like the one nice uh, neighborhood in Riverside and driving past these homes and being like, if they can live like that, why not me? No, I'm not a completely materialistic person because I'm an artist inside and believe we all as humans, every human's an artist. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I got the heck out of Riverside. I actually had to have a little stint of homelessness before I got into my college dorm. It didn't even matter like what I did. Like I went to started fashion school, teen mom, a surprise baby when I was 18 and um, four kids now, 25 years later, I'm still um, with my husband um, and uh, built this, you know, along the way. But when I was going to school, I had a baby. I was going to Cal State, whatever, Long Beach, it doesn't really matter. I knew I wanted to, it was like plan X for me. I knew I wanted to work for myself because at that point, I already have like a challenging authority kind of issue here when it like rules don't make sense and someone's an authority telling me to do these stupid rules. So I don't like to be told what to do when it's like, I love being coached by people with wisdom, but you know, the bosses that I would work for is like, yeah, no, I'm kind of more of a soloist there. So I know with money, it was like what it could provide, you know, the freedom, the choices, the choices I didn't have. 
and the choices I wanted my kids to be able to have and the skills that there isn't a single capitalist in my family and the legacy of what like somebody take a dang risk here because without risk, without being a fool, what do they say? Wise men have solutions and fools have, they say wise men have problems and fools have solutions. So be the fool, you know, and I've born in April, April fools, I'm Irish, you know, I can play the fool, but in that, like that foolishness is that where like you find opportunity and sometimes you fail and you fail a lot, but you know, I was finishing school, I was pricing out, um, tanning salons, hair salons, didn't know what I wanted to do. My husband happened to have friends that were flipping homes here. I lived in Orange County and Huntington beach. I had to leave the beach to the desert, but did the math. I was like, wow, could have uh, two homes for the same price I'm renting a house in Huntington Beach. Well, just made the leap, you know, and I don't say like I was really hot. I moved to Chandler, fell in love in Scottsdale, moved up here two years later, but I got in as an investor with all the money I had saved, waiting like tables, like hard, hard, hard work, I want to say. But being also rejected, told like just called names, like everything you have to deal with in that industry, but having the grit because it's all humans at the end of the day, right? It's humans. It's the humans I've read. It's the humans we lead. It's the humans that lead us. And, um, you know, since then I got in, I loved it, the investing component. Well, I was like, well, why not exercise the resale component and or the residential component and, and help consumers, buyers and sellers and help investors and be an investor. You know, we led up to building like luxury homes and uh, multi had multifamily and single family homes. I thought I was setting my family up. I was 25 years old. I was young and um, didn't wasn't listening to Kiyosaki over there. <laughs> but uh, you know, in 2008, called it wanted its money back, and it was brutal, brutal times. But in that brutality, in that defeat, because when you hit defeat so deep, where you were millions above, and now you're like you would love to be at zero because you are millions below. In that canyon of defeat is where you find the hope. You know, and it, it took a lot, but like that grit and what you learn, there's no master's degree. There is like, it is life's great. You know, life is experience is life's greatest teacher, right? So it's going through that experience, coming out, realizing like we're all more capable than we ever give ourselves credit for. And, you know, that light, you know, even, even when you're feeling defeat, that is the hope that is the dreams. And sometimes it takes a lot to get there. I'm grateful to God. I surrendered in 2018 from alcohol addiction and breaking the the chains of that. You know, and I, I only talk about this because, you know, it's right now, I think in real estate entrepreneur land, now I have title, I have coaching, I have my book coming out that I'm really excited about with Forbes. Uh, I've been speaker, um, it, multiple ancillary businesses now. So it's like being a serial entrepreneur is fun. Sometimes it's like running the Narcos unit. I'm not going to lie. It's like you get all the problems, but in the most challenging of times, which we're approaching right now, we are at the inflection point of that. That is when the most opportunity exists. And that's also when the world and our communities require leadership at the highest level. And no matter what entrepreneurs are selling, homes, uh, widgets, uh, astrology, chart, whatever it is, it's humans, you know, human behavior. It's your own, you know, self-mastery of your own human experience because we all have crap to get over. We all have a little trauma. We all have limiting beliefs, whether we believe it or not. I'm sitting here right now today, probably completely a different person than where I might be next year. And being a master of our emotions and talking about quotes, like 
we can go back to the Greeks. They knew a thing or two. Like my Marcus Aurelius, you know, he said, you know, the greatest thing you'll overcome in your life is yourself. And being the captain of your own ship first, and then by learning to do so, like duplicating that experience, that self, that dedication to self-mastery, you know, for the tribe that surrounds you, the tribe that you grow. And when you truly, truly come with a servant's heart, and I never thought the world worked like this, deliver that experience. And there's a lot of systems and work and hustle that goes into it. But hunger and commitment is really what it comes down to. And if you can, you know, Darwin, also another quote, but it's not the most capable man, not the most intelligent man, nor the most capable, but the most collaborative man that ultimately survives. Because the most collaborative man is going to be able to pivot, pivot faster, see what's coming in the future more together, you know, with the experts that we are. And we truly have to just be experts right now because that's the market we're going into. In real estate, we are 10 years behind every other industry and the most emotional industry in the world. So there really is a renaissance, an end and a beginnings that are happening right now. And in, in marketing and consumer behavior in general, we are in unprecedented times. We are in an emotional and technological revolution. And it's exciting times to be in. And no matter how, what your belief systems on Elon Musk is, if he doesn't inspire you to the fact that we will be colonized in Mars within five to 10 years max, you know, what does inspire you? So it's not even the sky's the limit, like not even Mars is the limit, you know, where the limits are within yourself. That's good. That's good. So let's rewind. You said a couple of things in that in 2008, I've seen the market turned, uh, ancillary businesses and some other things I want to dive into. So you had built up this successful track record. 08 hit kind of put you on your butt. How did you recover? And what was the mentality like? Because most people jumped industries, but you stayed in real estate. So I... I'm a high function. I was back then a high functioning alcoholic. So I escaped with alcohol at night. I would not suggest that, but I will say that I like, we had like a luxury development under construction. We had five single family, four rental multifamily and a house. And I had, at that time I was giving birth to my third child. So I had four kids. I had my my card declined for life shampoo. I lost those homes through foreclosure. I was getting calls every day. I was over millions of dollars in debt. I didn't, uh, the mentality of depression, of like like the utmost defeat. And I didn't have the tribe I have today. If I had the tribe I had today, I probably wouldn't have been in that position. But going through what I went through, knowing what happens to families, knowing I wasn't the present mom, I wasn't the good wife, I wasn't even there for myself. But it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be alone. And that's why I share my failures because it, it like sometimes people think, oh, it must be easy for you. You know, I also had uh, autoimmune disease. I had ulcerative colitis. I was di- diagnosed in 04 that I biohacked my way out, uh, not using t- Western medicine, but um, I, you know, had to overcome that disease while going through this very stressful time. And if you know ulcerative colitis, like literally you crap your pants. So uh, I was crapping my pants financially physically and trying to raise kids in that. And in that, I found that like that resilience, you know, you go through that in resilience and know that like I needed better. I had to, what is my lessons to be learned? I needed a better tribe. I needed to learn. I needed to be in, in rooms where I was the dumb people. Cause I needed to know what the was going on. So that is when I, you know, started coaching. I started collaborating. I started to get in masterminds. I started to be around 
you know, they, they say you're the, fun, five, the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. And we think about that just with money. But what about with not just the money, but the mindset, right? The energy, the people that are supporting you, that believe in you, that you can see that you're believing in them because look where they're at. And, you know, that is going back. And what I learned is that you can rebuild. And it, it, it is like Joe Dispenza calls it night of the dark soul. But there's sometimes it comes down to a single night where you can remember. But also in that moment is like when you can remember. You can remember what you've did, what you've been through. And once you go through that, all the other struggles, you know, they become like less, you know, less important. And, you know, I almost, you know, I faced death last year. I've faced death a few times in my life. It's kind of a crazy story. But last year I was stuck in a hotel room at a conference for nine days uh, with a, my ulcerative colitis with my uh, COVID and uh, they found me unconscious and, uh, you know, it was a lesson I had to learn, you know, because I had gotten away from myself. I'd gotten away to some of the most important things. And sometimes I think God intervenes. And, um, you know, I had to go home. I had to address my issues at home with myself, with my kids, with my husband, with myself personally, because who you are as a professional, it's not like you just like put on a, a, a costume and you're that person. You're the same person. And so there were a lot of things I had to overcome. You know, and it's all based on insecurity, right? <laughs> no, I, I mean, really, childhood wise, like a lot of the accomplishment, a lot of the things I was doing was based on insecurity. But by going there to my childhood to address these things, I found the magic. I also found the magic of my dreams of like what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I still, I still think the most interesting people are 40, 50, and, you know, they're, they're doing real estate, but they're still discovering their dreams because. It's so cool that we could live in a real estate industry yet grow it in so many artistically different ways. Ultimately, though, helping the client and your agents achieve legacies, you know, and I, I, that's what I'm about legacies, you know, finance, financial, like, first of all, we need money to have choices, to have freedom. We need the more money you have, the more money you can give away. So we kind of the psychology of money is like what I had a shift in my own brain uh, to such an opportunity mindset to know that like my team, my people, my kids, my great grandkids someday, they deserve a legacy. That's great. So you said earlier you needed to be a part of the right tribe. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, but you just mentioned it, that you were part of EXP. So how did that journey come about? When did you join EXP? And what was the thing that attracted you to EXP Realty? Honestly, it was my, it was my, already in place mentor. So Kyle Whistle, Dan Beer out in San Diego. I was uh, struggling. I had like four agents. I was with Remax in 2018. And it just really wasn't a good financial uh, foundation. Or I already kind of like recognized the whole like trend in the industry of your brand is you. Like your clients probably don't even know who you're with, whether it be Russ Lyon, Sotheby's, Cobalt. You know, it's your brand is you. And we even teach this to our agents, like brand yourself, co-branding branding your message. So I already kind of knew the whole broker myth of like my broker is going to help me build my business. And I'm not to say that there aren't brokers out there that would, but I acknowledge and took ownership that I was putting too much of that on the brokers and it was going to be me. And I've accepted that every day since. But uh, in 2018, I had four agents. It was, I wasn't profitable. I wanted to grow. I believed in the dream of growing. Um, Kyle and Dan were just ahead of the curve. They were where I wanted to be at. And um, they announced, and uh, I had like 50 escrows and like 50 listings, like three admin and 
they were crying every day. And I had had to announce that, hey, we're leaving. And I signed the lease on this current office that we're have outgrown since. And, you know, my business has grown like exponentially, <laughs> but not just in real estate, but additional passive forms of income, additional ancillary incomes that are directly tied to real estate doing the exact thing I do. You know, I've grown my um my ancillary businesses last year to four different streams of ancillary income that is significant, all based on my foundations of real estate. So that my tribe has taught me that. My mentors taught me that. My mentorship has grown. Wise counsel has grown. How to level up my, you know, financial wise counsel. I have a outsourced CTO. Internally, I rebuilt my um, internal leadership team in the last three months. Um, So I love to architect and build and engineer um, and also deliver, you know, at the same time. So, you know, the eight, the client experience, number one, the agent experience, but also like teaching legacy, teaching, coaching. It's, it's just my passion because, you know, there are too many people out there that, you know, have just been told this is the way to do it and constrained by what society or academia or even family, you know, put out there. And, you know, you got to love your haters someday because I had a coach call me out on stage one day and he's like, this this agent here, I think she could like grow a team with Zillow and actually be profitable. And the next year I netted a million bucks. So sometimes I'm like, you know, caring about what other people think like is important to an extent, the people that matter and the feedback that's important. But when you've got the doubters, even if they're, it's yourself, go prove them wrong. Love it. Congrats on that netting a million. Not a lot of people have done that in the industry. So that's a big deal. And it goes to show like, Kyle Wizzle and I were really good friends because we were both independent brokers and we had a similar setup. Obviously, he's in San Diego. I'm here in Central Texas in College Station. But I think from an independent broker standpoint, we shared a lot of the same war stories. And when I would see him, we'd go to dinner because I don't drink. So but I would go out and hang out with him. And um, and we shared those stories. And he was one of the people. Uh, Elizabeth Raleigh is my sponsor at EXP. But Kyle was one of those guys that watching him as an independent broker make that transition. Him and Mitch Reback, because I knew Mitch real well. Seeing them both succeed as independent brokers really got my attention on, on what EXP was doing for people like you and me, brokers, team leaders, top producers. And it's really, really a, it's a special model. And it goes to show why, like you said, having that mentorship. So you've grown ancillary income now, which I'm always talking. That's why I don't name this real estate agent or broker or builder. I, I call it real estate entrepreneur because I said multiple income streams used to be a fad. It used to be like something people talked about. Now it's a necessity. So with your multiple income streams, if you don't mind telling me, what what are your four new ancillary income streams have you created since you've joined EXP? So I have title. I have insurance. I have my revenue share. I have coaching. I have book. And then I have, um, we have vendors, uh, but vendor supported um, income. And then beyond that, we're building more. So, you know, we'll have some, um, we just monetize YouTube. We just have some affiliate um, income. Uh, but uh, yeah, with insurance, like we ha- we partnered up with an insurance company that gives our clients the best rates and it's very passive. Uh, you know, with Matt, our title company, we're already working together. Why not just own it and be able to have the ownership of that experience? And then with the coaching and the revenue share, you know, it's just like you're taking your passion and you're just pivoting your time, something you're more passionate about in general. So I built out a coaching program. I run a real estate school internally within a, it's, a, it's called the fast track intensive. 
So I've been running that for the last year. And that's a small, um, uh, it's a small income, but it's uh, mainly just to give back to our network. Um, and then we'll be launching our coaching products. So uh, we've had these built, um, but it's uh, the t- cadence of the time that uh, is really going to be the, the biggest factor. But we have our coaching products that um, we launched in 2020, earlier last year. And that was all about, there's pretty much two courses. One's more just to grow uh, like your fundamentals, like being a brand new agent, all the, the foundational skills. And the other one is team growth. But the most important thing, things are changing so fast right now, is just being plugged in to whatever tribe you're at on, on a weekly cadence, having somebody you can go to like throughout the week, having that level of cadence. And so that is something that we've built out for our network, which is why our revenue share component has increased significantly. And it's holistically growing at a rate that's exciting. But knowing that we're putting full arsenal there, an arsenal is like coaching, training, accountability, you know, systems, uh, just like, don't create the wheel. Like I got the wheel for you. Kyle helps me build the wheel. You know, we all help build the wheel. So yeah, that was kind of a long answer, but... So those main main ones were the revenue share title, insurance, and coaching. Congratulations. Oh, and I'm sorry, uh, real estate investment. So I have Airbnbs and um, real estate uh, investments that I also make passive income on. Congrats, man. I'm proud of you. That's a big deal. And with me being an independent broker, I was always trying to teach my agents, you can't just sell real estate and build wealth. Real estate is a great place to have cash flow. Like It's a great industry. You, know, you can get in at a very low investment. And, you know, you got to think we make just as much or more than doctors and lawyers and, you know, people who go to school and 250000 in debt. I mean, we can be in, in the game in 30 days with a $4,000 investment, but we have the opportunity to make six figures, seven figures. So congrats, man, because that's always the transition. Literally, that's how I have my courses set up. Even on the podcast, I call it real estate entrepreneur sales, investing in entrepreneurship. I literally teach my agents start in sales, build out a team just like you've done. Get success, get that cash flow coming in, net a million dollars a year like you're doing, and then take that seed and go buy title, insurance, mortgage, set up these other ancillary businesses, buy real estate, and then obviously become an entrepreneur, which is that kind of last phase where now you're buying other people's businesses, you're setting up coaching businesses. You're you're literally following my model to a T. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> if no oh, one if no one's told you that, I want you to know I'm proud of you. Like seriously, it's a big deal to do what you've done. It's a really big deal. Well, thank you. I mean, I'll, I'll take that today. <laughs> yeah, you deserve it. So you mentioned one of the things I want to circle back to this and then we can kind of move forward. You talked about systems. When you look at stuff from a systematic approach, I think people struggle with that, right? Like if you read the book Traction and um, Gina Wickman and EOS. And, oh, yeah. The Bibles. Yeah. What do you feel like if. Yeah. So what do you feel like you've done to kind of help set those systems up? Is there any hacks that you have that have set those systems up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, where do I start? Because um, first of all, the book is how to you unlock the art of systems. And I say the art of systems because I typically most agents are true artists. They love people, they love the homes, it's designers. OK, well, there is an art in all the systems. I had a system since the day I started. It was 03. But my system used to be canned responses. Like in, I think it was before Gmail, I'd have all my responses. If I'm going to type the same thing up over and over, I'm not going to do the same thing. That's stupid. And I don't want, if anything, I just don't want to be stupid, you know? So I would like copy and paste, copy and paste. Then I had canned responses. 
but I actually did uh, leverage off people right away. I got into um, real estate in 03, got a call on Thanksgiving day. That was my family day. And I'm like, I draw my boundaries around my family and set expectations with my clients. But I also knew that my clients deserve to have service. Um, so I hired uh, an assistant like in November. So um, I always, uh, but my brain thinks like a system. So when I had to rebuild the team and it was like 2009, 10, when it was those tough times with REOs, I literally locked myself in a room. This is 13 years ago. So systems have gone a long way since then. But I like just made every tutorial on Screencastify, recording my screen, documenting my systems, my processes, and I hired a virtual assistant to do all the dumb work. You know, I, I don't want my dollar per hour is. I also domestic leverage. So I had to explain to my husband why we would lose $4,000 if I clean the house, given the fact that I am the world's best cleaner because I grew up in my mom's household. So I am the world's best cleaner. But uh, I would lose $4,000 even if I just wanted to Netflix and chill because r is a real thing. Like Da Vinci and Einstein, you know, they knew a thing or two and they, they are <laughs> a big heavy about r because the logic will get you to a certain point, but imagination is going to take you, can take you to anywhere. So, you know, there are systems and technology every day, having CRMs with open integration, um, anything you're going to do over and over, you have to look at it like if you were building a building, like you're, you're, it has to scale. If it's going to help, help 10 people, well, how does it, you know, help a thousand? You know, like anything that we do, it has to be documented in our processes. And I mean, we have numerous different systems, but uh, I don't want to get up too rabbit holey there. But if you don't have a system and most agents I meet and it's, you know, they don't coach this, you know, like even on coaching, it's like nobody told me how to run a business. I've literally had to learn it from my tribe, from books, from consultants and, you know, failure and experience in itself. So having your, you know, PLC, your PL right now, can you class out your PL? Can I see how much you netted, where, how much, you know, percentage is going to salary, how much percentage is going to marketing? You know, most agents don't have that. Most agents' business plan is their email and maybe their to do list. And whatever is on the top of their head, you know, but if you begin with a long game in mind, you have a plan. We have a simple one, three, five plan. It sounds simple, but that's what works, you know, and stick to that plan. No things are ever changing. You might have to pivot, but you're doing the actions and you're doing different actions. Can you show me your calendar? Because, you know, if if you could show me your calendar, I could show you your paycheck. How are you spending your time? And as an entrepreneur, you might get so like, this is what I had to do this year. I had to tear down my calendar and rebuild it. My calendar had was like 10 hours long every day. And I had to get myself out of some meetings, out of some appointments, and then build, you know, my calendar back to the highest and best uses of my time and energy. And then the things that I, I had to do me personally. So look at your calendar. How are you spending your time? Um, what are you working on in the business? And are you just in a job? You know, because I think you can get stuck in a pattern where you're like working every day. You're doing the same thing every day, every day. You're doing the same thing, but you're expecting different results. We're in a shifting market. We've hit the inflection point. We know if we, we went to, if we had a DeLorean, we can go back today to 05 in March when all the indicators of, an, of a shifting market were there. And then in November of 05 is when it officially hit, yet we heard, only felt it and saw it in 07, 08. Well, here we are in 2022, hitting the inflection point. You know, this year, next year, 
going to be okay. It'd be more challenging, but it already has been the most challenging market I personally have seen in 18 years. But the more challenges, the more opportunities. And you know, you had mentioned a point earlier. It's like how it's what 90 hours to get your license here. It's like a thousand hours to cut someone's hair, but 90 hours you can like possibly destroy somebody's biggest financial investment they ever made. Um, and you know, doesn't take that much to be uh, to to pass the test. You know, but did they give you the skills and the knowledge that you need to help your clients really to really do this business? No, no. come on, we all know that. So, what are you doing to learn to train? And if you're not in something, learning and training, and I mean, I believe this every day. It's when I lead with this as my core value: curiosity and having a learning mindset. Because, because, and being like coachable in that as well. If you don't have that, like you have to learn how to adapt it. And it, just know that it does it kind of goes against human behavior. It's say only ten percent of the population want to learn for the sake of learning. But if you're an entrepreneur, you've got to want to learn. You have to want it. So if your hunger for your goals is truly there, you have to align it with your the hunger you have for knowledge and be willing to change and be open to changing within. That's good. A lot of good wisdom, man. Like once you got going, you've been, you've been hitting, hitting the target. So we got this, we got this one section, we call it coming in hot. So it's kind of like a little competition and we time everybody almost like a 40 yard dash. It's just kind of like a fun little, little test. I'm going to ask you five questions. You got to answer it in one word or one sentence. And the goal is to beat the best time. I think it's 24 seconds is the record. And somebody, I think he just did, what, 27 seconds the other day? All right. So, Jennifer, are you ready? Okay, 24 seconds. 24 seconds. All right. So, go. All right. College degree or no college degree? Do you have a college degree or no college degree? 78% there. Okay. What was your greatest challenge as a child? Crashing my motorcycle after my parents' divorce. Okay. What was your first attempt at entrepreneurship? Selling pictures when I was eight years old, door to door sales. Love it. What was the worst real estate advice you've ever received? You can't do it. And who was the one person who made the biggest impact on your career? Tony Robbins. 40 seconds. That's oh, not, man. That ain't bad. I'm not this, uh, I'm like the deep person. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Albert Einstein, the Marcus Aurelius, Kylos. Um. <laughs> nah, it's cool. It's cool. So what's your secret to good time management? You got the four to seven, seven, eight, nine income streams going. You got the team going. You're expanding. You're killing the game as a real estate entrepreneur. You're really the typical uh, real estate entrepreneur. What is your secret to good time management? What are you doing? What's your hack? You know, it, I would say protection. Like, you know, it's like protecting your time, your most valuable asset. Maybe it's the fact that I'm 44 and, you know, you figure out in the midlife that like time is fleeting, but time really is fleeting. And like, if you're not protective over your time, if you don't even know where your time is, go there. I have a visual wheel in our coaching. We talk about spirituality, family, kids, friendships, love, um, money, work. And you rate yourself in those components. And then you take that and you build your calendar out. So build your like non-negotiables out personally. You know, on uh, when I started to get out of production, it was 2013. Um, Jen does not work Sundays. And that has stayed in place since 2013. That is how I was able to build my way out of both production and grow the team. So and still be a mom, a mom of four kids. It's crazy um, how much commitment that is. <laughs> but um I, since then, I've built my time to be more protective over it. 
and the accountability of it too, you know, like for our team, like if they're not honoring their calendar, like like they don't deserve a coaching call. Because if I can't see how you're managing your time, if my mentors can't see how I'm managing my time, then like, what are we talking about here? I'm going to, I don't even remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday, you know, unless I wanted to, if I wanted to know, I'd put it on my calendar. Um, probably don't want to know that, but uh, we, I put sex on our calendar and talk about that. It's crazy. Right. But the top Forbes CEOs do that because they know like, you know, two times is the happiness metric in their marriage date nights, like the non-negotiable for your kids. I color code them. Um, I put the green for the money-making activities, you know, which, which activities, what energy level do you need um, and build your calendar um, out, you know, in the way you need to do that. But if you're not action blocking, like what actions and specific actions, like I'm going to, you know, if I'm not doing this right now, but open houses, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do open house marketing from 10 to 12. I'm going to have a, a mastermind 12 to one. I'm going to be on a buyer appointment one to three. See how you're counting your time every day. Reconcile your calendar every day. Like look at your calendar, take the shit off. If you have prospecting on there at nine to 11 every day and nothing else is built out in your calendar, I know your calendar is a damn lie. So be honest with yourself, reconcile your time, keep that calendar, you know, consistent. You know, I just use Google, right? Like there are cloud-based solutions, but right now I should be able to ask you what you did last Wednesday. And you should be able to tell me simply by looking at your calendar. So um, in this, you'll have the non-negotiables, you'll have the green, you know, you're going to have times of bandwidth and you might have to pivot around, but by knowing where time is, then you could start to pivot where you need to shift away, where you can get more efficient, where you can leverage off systems, technology, or people, and just what you need to get better at yourself. Like, and do you have learning on your calendar at least a couple times a week? You know, if you're not learning, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. So, you know, when are you learning? Like once every quarter, when I go to a summit, too late, you need something every week, you need something you're reading every day. So every day I feed my mind, I feed my mind with podcasts, I, I read a book a week, not always. Sometimes it's like 30 pages of the book, but I try, but not, I'm a book lover and I also gifted over 10,000 books last year. So it's like your mindset, we say mindset's important. Your mindset is the most important thing because you can't always control the external, but you can always control the internal. And so by that, like one of your internal things is doing things you don't want to do. Humans are, are designed not to, to go against that. So our brains are literally working against us but put it on your calendar. You will start to understand and have clear boundaries on those time. Honor those commitments to your time. Like when, if you're supposed to be prospecting, you've made a commitment to yourself, your team, your family, honor that commitment. And when you need help, ask for help. Cause that's what, you know, it takes villages. It truly takes villages. That's how we have grown up is in the world since the beginning of time of caves, all the way through the ice age and all through today where we're at. And knowing that we're in the cognitive and technological revolution is exciting because this is the time to just master our emotions, master ourselves, and sur- like surround ourselves by people that are dedicated to the same. Love it. Love it. So we have this thing called moonshot. That's kind of like your, you know, like you said, Elon Musk to the moon. So it's like a dream or a goal that you have that just seems impossible or people think is crazy. What is your personal moonshot? 
Okay, well, I am writing my memoir. It's going to be a little raw. Uh, it is, I've done it, but it's also getting, have an agent. It's getting shopped out as a, as a movie. So always as a kid, I wanted to write a book and a movie. And this is uh, not directly related to real estate, but I hope helps it's my heart and my chapter of what I thought, you know, I've always wanted to do as a kid to share with humanity. I'm also uh, becoming a, a stand-up comedian. Um, I was frightened of the stage. I love comedians. And um, I did an agent stand-up comedy event last year, but I I like want to see if I can do it. Well, I'm also a dancer and uh, I'm learning gymnastics again. So, and uh, I'm going to be pulling those out on stage. So, you know, really just tapping into the artist side of me and seeing where that takes me. But uh, that is the dreams that I've really just barely started to unlock. Love it, man. Go for it, hell. Why not? So we have all of our real estate entrepreneurs bring our audience a book that has kind of changed their, not kind of, that has changed their life or made an impact on them. You suggested, obviously, the book. I have a book, better one. Okay, well, you got a better one. Give me the one you want to you go over. Oh, I'm in love with this guy. I've never met him. His name's Robert Greene. He did write The 48 Laws of Power, but the book, um, The Keys to Human Nature by Robert Greene, and I'm trying to see if I have it with me here. It's been like well read. Every it's like a pick your own adventure. Every chapter, like I just wrote read about Nixon and the how he didn't the, the integrating the dark shadow as everyone has a shadow and how Lincoln did it so well. So you learn like in like seven or eight pages like a brief history and then how to apply this in your life. And it's all about like mastering human experience, mastering ourselves and learning from everything in history. So it's it's fascinating. I just learned about Pericles and the fall of the Greek Empire 400 BC, but I also took away like just the most critical leadership human experience messages I ever had. Um so hats off to Robert Greene, amazingly brilliant man. He has some podcasts out there too. He's all over like all the big people like Tim Ferriss and Tom Bayou, but uh, look for him on there. But it's uh, it's very inspiring because it all ties into what we've been talking about of just mastery, personal mastery. Love it. All right. So final thoughts for our real estate entrepreneur audience. Thank you for being on the show. But what's your final thoughts for everybody? And then where can people find you? Gosh, leaving it down to, you know, I like I'm a natural born philosopher, but, uh, you know, I just think, you know, leading with curiosity like in that wonder, in that imagination, because we got trapped into the, the logical brain so much. But take a step back and just your dreams. What are those dreams? Have you put it on paper? Can you visualize it on a canvas? And the rest will come, you know, but uh, nature heals, get out, some physically get out, give your space, try to see your, your you, you will, you will see your life in a whole different perspective, if you can tap into that imagination and those dreams. Um, but, uh, you know, philosophy is just for me, like just my, I'm a natural born philosopher, leading with that curiosity, you will find it. And then DM me on Instagram. So I've been with YouTube since 09. So some of my videos that you might find on there look like they are actually produced in 1972. But I also keep it updated. We uh, Instagram. So DM me on Instagram, on Facebook, you can find me on uh, Jennifer Weiner, just Google me. There's lots of sites all over, but you DM me on Instagram. I check all my messages. I can personally respond um, and would love, you know, to hear more about you and, you know, just what we have going on. And, you know, I would love to hear more people tell their stories. So I, I just think humans are fascinating. So 
and truly you are too. And I'd love to get to know you more. Big T. So, you know, thank you so much for having me as a yogi. Namaste. Gratefulness is where, you know, where that peace, where it all, where all gets to at the end of the day, after all the chaos and turmoil and that gratefulness, and that peace and that love, you know, that's what, that's why. Love it, man. Yeah. We need to connect for sure. Obviously we're in the same tribe and doing a lot of the same things. And yeah, I've, I've, I've hit a new season of life of awakening for sure with the, the mental piece. It's, um, you know, as a pro athlete, we had a different type of mental that we worked, but now just like you said, patience and meditation and breathing and all those things is, is, is something that I'm working on right now. So appreciate you again. Thank you for gracing the show and bringing the just information, the inspiration and the knowledge and the perspective to the podcast. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to terrencemurphy.com. 